All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Wally and Mathot Show. Powered by Barhaven Ford. Now here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Brent Wallace. He's Mark Mathot. This is our third Wham! Live show, of course, as always, powered by Barhaven Ford. Check out their new lineup of Roush inspired BFC custom vehicles at barhavenford.com. Now, Craig is busy in the back. He's monitoring the YouTube chat. Uh, he's going to take out all your questions and bring it up later in the show. Basically, he doesn't trust us enough to be able to read and to talk at the same time. So he's taking care of that for us. Uh, lots to get to today. What could be, Meth, the last game in the NHL season? Tonight's pivotal game four in Montreal. But first, we like to try new things on the show. We like to experiment a little. So we're going to have our first live guest. And that's brought to you by whitewaterbeer.ca. Go at to shopwhitewater.ca and use a 15% off Wally and Mathot coupon and enjoy some lovely whitewater beer. Now, uh, without further ado, our guest, by the way, is a first repeat guest we've had on the show. Uh, he's a huge fixture in the Ottawa area, but now he's going to enjoy the Southern exposure life. We want to welcome to the show, Andre Turney, now the new head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. Bear, uh, happy you could join us, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Do you want to take us through how this all played out? You went to the World Championship. You uh, had just signed a huge deal with the 67s, and now you're in Arizona. How did it all play out? Uh, it started at the U18. Uh, I was there with, with Team Canada, the U18 in Dallas, and uh, I saw um, the crew from Arizona, the GM, the, the two chief scouts, and they, um, they, uh, they just uh, let uh, talk go. So they asked me if I had interest in the job. So I said, 
Yeah, I would. And uh, then I won the World Championship and I met Donor. You know, I did not know what to expect about Arizona and all of it. So spent a lot of time with uh, Shane Doan and talk with him and talk about the organization and everything. And uh, uh, then uh, Bill called me to tell me he wants to uh, have an interview with me. So we did that through Zoom during the World Championship. So uh, after I asked all those questions to Donor, I told him, by the way, uh, Arizona wants, <laughs> wants to meet me. So he was laughing. He said, now I told you everything, the ins and out of the organization. So it was pretty funny, but um, then I had a, a meeting with Arizona, came back from the World Championship. I had a second Zoom call with um, the president of the organization, the uh, donor and the son of the owner. And uh, from there, it went really well. And uh, two days later, they called me asking about contract and we started talking about contract uh, just to see if we, if we could uh, be a match. And then when we, we got close enough, they asked me to come last Monday. So I was was in town last Monday, uh, meeting Tuesday all day with different people in the organization. And Tuesday late, they offered me the job. So uh, I accepted and press conference on Thursday. Awesome news. Um, like, did this come out of nowhere or were you kind of hoping that this season you would be back in the NHL? Like, were you prepared that you were going to be the head coach for the, this season for the 67s? Uh, you know, with, with my uh, my contract with uh, Hockey Canada, with the opportunity we're coming up with the, the Olympic, I was not expecting uh, I was not expecting to leave. You know, it, it was my goal was to go to the Olympics and uh, coach a World Junior and get it done there and that kind of stuff. But uh, like I said, a lot of conversation with uh, with donor and uh, the direction of the team, the vision of the team, and. Uh, uh, you know, every, a lot of people I was talking to were saying, "Oh, you will have an opportunity next year." Yeah, yeah, it's easy when it's not when it's not your butt. When it's your butt, you say, "Why?" Well, if the opportunity is not coming, that's uh, you pass on the head job in the NHL. It's there's th 32 of those jobs in the world. There's eight billion people on the planet and 32 jobs like yeah. that. So uh, I think I'm really fortunate to have it, and especially because the philosophy of the new ownership and donor getting involved with the with with the the yotes and all of it, I thought that was perfect timing. So for you, okay, so you're in this interview, and they're obviously going to ask why you fit the mold in Arizona. What did you tell them? What was the selling point that Andre Tourney used to get the head coaching job? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, that will be probably a question for them. But one thing I will say is, uh, throughout the process, the uh, all, we, I connect really well with Bill Bill Armstrong. You know, uh, I talk about donor a lot, but in, in reality, it's with Bill uh, that we we were aligned on the vision and how we want to build a team and how we want to do things. And I, I knew Bill before so I talk a lot about donor because I did not know donor before but I knew Bill from his scouting day when I was in Hawaii and uh, we, we saw each other in international tournament and uh, so so the, the connection was there with Bill so uh, I think Matt Noah Hart a little bit like I operate I like to have a relationship with the player I'm, I like to have a light moon every day but when we get on the ice we now it's time to work and it's time to work. But the rest of the time, I don't like to carry a, a heavy moon in the ring or whatever. If, if we lose last night, okay, that's last night. Not, not today, let's get, get, 
get back to work and get business, but we still can have fun. So uh, I think uh, that they like those kind of uh, that kind of answer, and that that fits well what they want to do. Bear, I, I love that philosophy that you bring, and you're right. I've, I've experienced that with you. you. You like to have a light mood around the room, and I think that fits really well with today's NHL, as you know, with the players and the way the mindset is. It's a lot different from the way it was 20 years ago, right? So you, oh, yeah. the approach has to change a little bit. What's going to be your philosophy moving forward as far as how you want your team to prepare? I'm sure you had these conversations with Donor. Yeah. What do they expect from their team? Yeah, you know, they, uh, we, had, we had several uh, conversations. I think... We all know, uh, you know, Matt, when you start in the NHL, the fitness was important. Now it's not important. It's impossible if you're not in unbelievable shape. So the, the yeah. fitness is important. The way the people in Ottawa know that the way uh, I like our team to play, and it, it's a style who's demanding physically. So we cannot have a team who will be uh, who will be in a so-so shape. We need to be in top shape. Uh, uh, I like to play a rel relentless style. Uh, it's a lot of skating, a lot of forechecking, a lot of bat checking. It's not the I know the schedule in the NHL. I, like, I've been lucky to be to to, to be to be there, and I, I know. But at the same time, I want to be one of those teams who are really aggressive and push the pace all the time. So uh, that's that will be in our practice. That will be in our workout because that's the kind of play we want to be that's the kind of philosophy we want to bring so uh, that will be something we want to establish with the player so it's safe to say that it's going to be a pretty fast and furious training camp i'm assuming that's probably that's the way it will be <laughs> probably very good very good so i want to know you seem to be in your office now i think when you were in the 67s you actually didn't use your own office you sat with the assistants uh, are you going to use the same philosophy or are they going to force you to take your own office? <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, that's the same philosophy here. We have a, a big place and uh, that's the, right now that was the uh, the, the, the desk on my I am right now was the, the goalie coach. So uh, and no more. It will be me and uh, we will have four other desks here and all the staff will be in the same office. And the, uh, the coach's office is across here and uh, that will be a meeting room or something like that. So. Uh, a few details, you know. The I like I like when we have communication. I like when uh, we're all all together, and uh, I like to have fun during the day. So when you're by yourself in your in your office, it's not the same mood. And we uh, we made already a few changes where oh, rest of the rest of the the room and everything. So we 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 put over. A new door through the wall with the, will give directly on the players' lounge. So when the guys will come for lunch, we'll see them and we'll be able to say hello and chirp a little bit and uh, have some smile. <laughs> uh, speaking of assistants, do you get to pick your own? How do, or do you have people in mind? Why don't you just tell us now who you're going to hire so we can uh, break that to the world? <laughs> yeah, sure. You said we're live, eh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we'll do that with with Bill. Um, we have a meeting today uh, with Bill, and uh, yeah, there there's guy I want Bill. There's guy he he likes. So we need to uh, to sit together and sort that out. We had we had a few discussion already about it. Uh, we left each other uh, the weekend to uh, to keep digging and talk to people and see who can have interest in all of it. And uh, we uh, will kind of resume today and uh, final hopefully finalize our plan. Uh, speaking of the plan, 
what is your plan or what is the organization's plan? I get, I don't think you can come in and go, we're a playoff team next year. And, and maybe you are, maybe that's what you think. I, I obviously that's the goal, but is there a, a two, three year type plan for you? No, we, we did not put a time timeline um, on the plan. What we did is uh, the meeting the ownership group is they really want to win. And, and every, everybody will say they want to win, you know, but are you willing to, to do what it takes to win in terms of it could be uh, the fast track or it could be the reverse? Like the Sands show they, they're, they're serious about winning. They, 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 they had a lot of pain, but they're building right now with core piece and they're heading towards that direction. There's team who are average for the last 20 years. That's not, that's not what we want to be. We, we want to be want to be a really good team. So uh, it will be, um, we'll have several meetings about what's the, what's the best path to do that. One thing is sure, like every team in NHL, we want to give a good show here uh, in front of our fans, we want to be entertaining, but uh, we want to be serious about winning. So whatever what will be the plan, it's not for us building a playoff team. It's, a, it's building a championship team. And if you build a championship team, Normally, you shouldn't do the playoff. You shouldn't make the playoff, and we'll go from there. So that's the plan here. Are you going to miss the snow? <laughs> I, I, actually, I like the snow, but I'm not sure I will miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the snow the snow for like two months is tolerable, but for like eight months, it gets a little long. So I yeah, You know what? I will love my trip in Canada. Yes. Uh, when I will be back home, I'm not sure I will really miss the snow. <laughs> Good. Uh, which good. is very fair. Uh, do you have a new SPF to perhaps protect your head uh, in the Arizona heat? Not yet, but uh, I will need to work at it. I will need to work at a, a good set of hat and making sure I will protect myself. Like so, I said, this morning I had an interview in Ottawa. At, uh, it, was, uh, it was quarter to five Arizona time. It was 31 degree outside. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Have you guys, Bear, have you guys decided or looked into, obviously this isn't necessarily hockey related, have you looked into like different areas where you might live yeah. and move into and are yeah. you guys staying around Glendale or are you moving further away? No, we're, we're, we're in Scottsdale. Everybody's Scottsdale. Just, we're all in Scottsdale. If you want to, we're north of Scottsdale, Scottsdale North or Paradise Valley, that's where everybody is and from there, you're going uh, west to go at, in Glendale. So, so it's, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. So is that where all is that where all the guys live? Like the players and the coaches oh, yeah. for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. I will say I think everybody. There might be a one or two exception, but there's yeah. not many exceptions. It's a little bit like Ottawa with Canada. Yeah. It's a little bit the same. It's about yeah. 30 minutes away. Nice. Very nice. Uh, did will you use perhaps uh, going into training camp talking about? the way the Montreal Canadiens were as they went into the playoffs, like anything can happen once we get into the postseason, right? Because everybody wrote off Montreal and said, there's no chance they're getting by any of the teams. And now they're in the cup final. Is that somewhat of a motivator for your team who was just outside basically the playoff bubble last season as they get ready for this year? But I think that's the NHL now, especially yeah. 32 teams. You know, Dallas were in final last year, didn't make the playoff. Exactly. Who knows, Montreal, will they make the playoff things here? We'll see. You know, I'm not... I wish them all the best, but look, look the team. If if we go through the the, the Eastern Conference, we'll we'll find eight teams who will be really tough to beat, and Montreal will not be in those eight. You know, you can go Boston, Pittsburgh, Wash, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, New York Islanders. Uh, I'm at seven, and I 
just yeah. went really fast. So uh, at Toronto, <laughs> Toronto, that's eight. So Montreal has to beat one of those eight. That's yeah. it's not a gimme. And now Ottawa will want to make a push. New York Rangers yeah. will want to make a push. We didn't talk about Philadelphia. All those guys, all those guys wants to win and wants to win the Stanley Cup. So that's how competitive is the NHL. So hmm. you can go from Stanley Cup final to not make the playoff. So that's how tough it is. And the player knows how year after year it's become even more tighter and tighter yep. the difference between being a contender and not making the playoff. Bear, when Bill Armstrong offered you the job, I think you're face-to-face -face or over Zoom. I, I guess, can you tell me what the reaction's like for you? I mean, you've gone through, coached in Colorado as an assistant coach, and you were an assistant coach in, in Ottawa, then you went back to the, the Q uh, and then to the OHL with Ottawa. It's been a long road to get to where you're at, and I'm just curious for you personally, I guess, what was the emotion like when you finally were hired? You know, it's a, it's a good question. I think when you're in the process, you're in the heat of it. You're uh, you 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 without saying expecting it. You know that can happen. It will go one way or the other. You know, and and at some point through the process, uh, everybody I was talking to, they were telling me, hey, Arizona called me to have a reference about you. So I, I knew, okay, they're serious. You don't start to call everybody if you're not serious. So, and you start to talk about contracts. So you you get the money down, you get the term down. So Oh, you know, it's it's not a, just a, a call just to know what's up. So, so when they offer you the job, you're uh, you're kind of ready and everything. It's more after they offer you the job, you, you get it done, sign your deal, and then you you look back and you say, "Wow, okay, that's you look where you come from, you look uh, everything, and now you start to say, well, that's 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 pretty cool." Yeah, I, I can't imagine because I'm assuming this is whenever you became a head coach and had dreams of it, this was your dream, like to coach in the National Hockey League. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, like I said, it's when you look, back, you know, I see the, the jersey of the evil empire behind math here. And uh, <laughs> when, when, you, when you were playing for the evil empire, you never thought you will sign that contract you signed with the Sens. Yeah. But when you That's signed right. a contract with the Sens, what well, you knew that was the numbers and that's where you were at you know what I mean but now yeah. you, you sit back and you look wow I was playing in London and I was a whatever a third fourth round pick and I I did pretty good for myself so now you're yeah. pretty proud of what you did but when you sign your contract with the Sands you were not feeling exactly like you feel today you were feeling like that's my range that's what I, that's where I belong and yeah pretty happy about it that so that's a little bit the feeling right now I, when when i was negotiating with bill i did not have the feeling i was uh i was out of place i was feeling that's where i belong and when i look back i say okay that's pretty cool that's uh, i'm really proud the game is different obviously from junior to the nhl even the ahl for that matter do you have to change anything as you go and start your first practice Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's different. You know, it's I often say the difference between a doctor and an intern at university. You know, the intern at university is, is a genius. He's a, he will be a doctor. He's great. He's, he's might be the become the best in Canada. Yeah, but for now, he's a student. I'm not sure I want him to have a surgery on my kid, a heart sure. surgery right now. In yeah. 10 years? Oh, yeah, no problem. So it, it's not the same thing. Junior player... I, I've been really fortunate to create 
coach, really, really good player, but uh, you have to build uh, the intensity. You need to build a lot of stuff. NHL, those guys are pro. They know they know their job. They know what they have to do. They know what they need to do for them to be at their their max. So there's a way we want to practice, but you you don't. Still, it's not a junior practice. It's not a. It's different. So yes, it will have adjustment. Uh, in terms of relationship with the player, the way I interact with the player will not be much different. I, I interact with a lot of respect, and I um, I like to uh, I like to be clear, precise, no gray zone, but respectful. So I don't see that to be any different. You have uh, two twin boys who were recently drafted in Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. I'm just curious what their reaction was like when you told them your dad was going to be an NHL head coach. <laughs> uh, it was that, that was pretty cool for them. They were, you know, the uh, my daughter and my boys. They were they were, they were really proud and seeing where where I come from and the the work. You know, you, you, you always say to your kid, you know, you, you preach the hard work and the work ethic and you make some sacrifice and everything. But for them to see that coming through fruition, and I think it's pretty cool. I think I, I'm proud of the message there for, for them. And uh, I think they're they're pretty proud of their dad, which make me even prouder. I, I think it's a phenomenal story. I have, I have one last question before we let you go, and that is, did Meth, when you were coaching him, did he prolong your career or make it harder for you basically to get back to the NHL? I, I'm just curious of what impact he had on you. That was the kicker with Arizona. When they say, they, you can coach Matt, you're the right guy for us. You can coach everybody. That's what they told me. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I got nothing. Fair. That's fair. I, I, I have no rebuttal. So we're all good here. Uh, Andre Turney, uh, we're so happy for you. Congratulations on being yeah. uh, named the new head coach of the Arizona Coyotes. We look forward to watching behind the bench. Uh, watch out for those flying pucks, but I know you will have quick reflexes if that were the case. Uh, good luck next season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Bear. Thank you. There goes Andre Turney. I appreciate him stopping by and, and helping us out here on the live show. So let's move forward now and let's get to the Stanley Cup final, Meth, and that is uh, – Brought to you by Bangarang, of course. Uh, hard seltzer brewed in London, Ontario, where you're very familiar with. Four delicious flavors. Get ready for Puck Drop with 15% off your first delivery order at drinkbangarang.shop when you use the Wally Mathot coupon code. Okay, so is this... Uh, I, don't want your, I don't want you to give me the score if it's going to be over. I guess, have we seen all Montreal has got to give here as they face Tampa? Yeah, it, it's interesting, right? Because I think... They've been proving everybody wrong. And I feel it almost feels like Groundhog Day. We're, we're always having that same conversation throughout this postseason regarding Montreal. How, well, we don't want to write them off because you know what they're capable of doing, yet the numbers don't back them. But really at this point, and I called it last game. I mean, I was wrong with regards to the score, but I had, uh, I had Tampa winning that first game back in Montreal. I just, they're at a point now where I think the only way Montreal has an opportunity here to win, in my opinion at least, is if Tampa just doesn't stick to their game plan. These are all Tampa's games to lose, right? So Tampa's yep. going to go into this game, and really, if they get away or stray from their game plan a little bit and a couple guys just have really off nights, then perhaps Montreal has an opportunity. It pains me to say that because I am genuinely cheering on Montreal or at least want them to win a couple games, Wally. So we yep. have a series, but they're not, they're not doing it. Uh, Tampa's just too much. They're too deep. And not only are they too deep offensively, but this goaltending... And the, and the strong play from their decor is just rounded off that team so well. So for me, it's Tampa's game to lose tonight. And I, I really can't put it any other way. 
Okay, let me give you devil's advocate. And that is in the sure. last couple of games I've seen, and this is nitpicking at its best, uh, Andre yeah. Vasilevsky's allowed a couple of bad goals, right? And yep. now I am not an NHL goaltender by any stretch. So for him to say bad goals, forgive me. But I, I feel like there was that five-hole goal and there was yeah. another one you're like, well, he could have had those. So perhaps maybe there's a they can find a way to exploit it. I mean, they did score three in the last game. That's, you know, he, that doesn't happen all the time. So maybe there's a chance. Okay, but but to your point, and you're right. You're absolutely right, Wally, with regards to Vasilevsky. But when people say, well, Montreal scored three goals. Well, they scored three goals because Tampa came out of the gates pretty well dominating them right away and got that lead right on. And then when you're playing with a lead like that, especially when you're already up 2 nothing in a series, it kind of plays with your head a little bit, right? You almost lay off the gas a little. You, th you set it in a cruise control. And usually speaking, that other team kind of pours it on. And then it's a bit of a wake-up call. The coach has to give you a, a bit of a kick in the butt behind the bench, and you get back to your game a little bit. So I wouldn't put too much weight into that. But but it is certainly something to look at with regards to that goaltending issue. And, I mean, I say an issue when we're talking about right. arguably the best, the, the, the best goaltender <laughs> in the world. But, yeah. but really, I mean, to me, and it's, it's sad because I did want to see a, a competitive series. You see the electricity going on outside the Bell Centre, and you can't help but gravitate towards that and want that team to do well only at least for that yeah. fan base. So, um, you know, again, it goes back to my original point. I really do think Tampa's got this thing locked. It was funny. I don't know if you saw it. Well, you see the mayor of Tampa? Come on. Well, I, uh, she, she... I was going to bring that up. I was going to ask you the question of, okay, so if people haven't seen it or heard the mayor, um, it's, it's who, by so the way, good. is Jane <laughs> Castor. She's the mayor of Tampa. Yeah. What we would like, quote, what we would like is for the Lightning to take it a little bit easy to give the Canadians just the smallest break, allow them to win one at home, and then bring it back to Amelie Arena for the final and winning the Stanley, winning of the Stanley Cup. We don't want to yeah. get ahead of ourselves, but we are playing some amazing hockey. So, <laughs> so I guess Tampa is going to just give up this game so they can go back and play Game Five and win it on home ice. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know it's funny because. That reminds me back in junior when we were making that uh, Memorial Cup run, but we were still in the playoffs for the OHL championships back in 2005. It was a lockout year. We had a ton of attention and uh, we were playing the 67s in, in the final series, of course, and we were about to sweep them, but we lost game four and then came back and won at home. And it almost kind of reminds me of that because I, I think partially that was almost by design. I can't believe I'm saying this, but we were Stop. able to go back and win. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Because winning at home, sorry, winning on the road sucks. Like, it's not the same. Being able to get that championship at home in front of your own crowd and then being able to go hit the streets after with the trophy, go to different bars and restaurants. And it's just, it's a different, it's a different animal. So there's a bit of truth to what the Tampa mayor is saying. Although it sounds insane, there is some truth to that. And I can understand. But at the NHL level, I wouldn't risk it because it would be an absolute disaster if Montreal goes on to win the next game. So, again, I thought it was funny that she came out and said that. Uh, it's another distraction that I'm sure the team's irritated by, but uh, not much you can do about it when a politician comes out and says some words like that. I Now, I know that I think there's 16 players on Tampa who've won the Cup last year. So, yeah, I, it's not like this is the be-all, end-all, because they do have their Cup. I, I kind of get this. But I'm just saying for those guys who haven't won it, I can't yeah. imagine them going, yeah, you know what? Let's just take our no, – You have a chance not. at the Stanley Cup. I would take it anywhere. You're in Montreal. I'm sure you can find a place to party. 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but but more importantly, and John Cooper had a good quote before the series started, or at least may, may have been after game two. Um, but he, they, they were asking him with regards to having that hunger, despite, you know, having just won one. And what's, what's yeah. the mindset like? And he made a really good point in that when you win a Stanley Cup, it just creates even more hunger to get back to that dance because it's such a cool experience. And, it, and it's true because yeah. when I went through that, in, uh, again, Memorial Cup's not the same as the Stanley Cup, but it's still a pretty significant championship. And when we won that, I had this weird yearning for it right away following season, but I, I ended up in Syracuse. But the point is, I don't buy the whole, well, they've already won one. They might lay off the gas a little bit. They're going to get complacent. It's not true. It'll only make you hungrier as a player and a coach. So I think really, I think the series ends tonight. I really do. And I think the ball's in Tampa's court. And really, at this point, the way they've been playing, they're a giant out there right now. And, and it's going to take a lot more uh, than what Montreal's provided so far to get that win. It just is. I, I'm curious if you never got to play in a cup final. Uh, so how, I don't want to call it a regret, obviously, because it, it's not That's just okay. you that has the, but is that like one of the big voids uh, in, I guess, your hockey career is just not even having a chance to play? Yeah, and that's something that um, players, particularly veterans, uh, speak about, veteran hockey players, excuse me, when you get into the league as a young rookie or, or maybe a sophomore, they always drive the point home. Listen, even though you're young and we happen to be in the playoffs this year, you may never get into the postseason again. And, and Andre uh, Tourney touched on that earlier in that the NHL and, and the parity is so great that yeah. Really, you can make you can make the postseason, make a couple rounds in, just like Montreal this year, where they make it to the final, and they may not get a sniff next year. They may not even make the postseason next year. So it's incredibly challenging and difficult. And that's where uh, having good veterans is incredibly important to be able to verbalize that to the younger guys and explain to them the meaning and the significance of what it's like to be here right now and not to take advantage of that because it never may have. Excuse me, it may never happen again. So. Uh, there are a lot of really good quotes there. Andre made a really good point there too. It's special. And while you've covered a lot of NHL playoffs, you know what it's like. It's, it's just, it's a different game. The buzz is different. It's, it's as a player and having experience playing through that really bet one of the best times of my life was that 2017 run. And if I could go back in time and do it over again and over and over, I would. Uh, but again, it's, that it just goes to show you how rare it happens. Uh, I will say one of my favorite memories is, I get fortunate enough to be on the ice after the Stanley Cup has been awarded and the team's, yeah. team's still hanging out. All the family members come down uh, yeah. and they start taking pictures and they're there for a couple of hours and whatever. Yeah. That's some of the best stuff of just getting to watch the pure emotion of everything they've gone through and the parents who've driven them to all those early morning and late practices and all that extra time just to see their kid win that Stanley yeah. Cup. Like that emotion is phenomenal to me. Yeah, and the other well said. The other favorite memory, and you talk about just the vibe. Uh, so I was covering Washington, Vegas, and when Washington wins the Stanley Cup, and it's in Washington, walking back to my hotel, it's got to be a couple hours after the, the game. The streets are empty, but it's just mayhem of stuff everywhere, of cups, and just it's an absolute <laughs> garbage pile. But you know what yeah. just happened a couple hours ago was pure, pure bedlam of people just living it up and enjoying that moment. It's that moment. It's just the single moment that people just love and gravitate to. And you can see it in Montreal right now. I, yeah, I agree. That's why yeah, I want it to continue. 
So do I. I know. I know. We can keep. Yep. I mean, I couldn't agree more with that. It's and and it's not just that, Wally. It's the weather. Everyone's happy. The patios are open. It's 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 yep. electric. And again, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Really, I could. We could talk about it all day. I'd love to see Montreal win a couple games. I hope I'm wrong with regards to tonight. Yeah. But I really, I I do think it's over. Well, we'll get to that in one sec. I just want to bring out one stat I saw when you talk about it's the weather and everything that's going on in July. Victor Hedman <laughs> is the only player in NHL history to have scored a goal in all 12 months. Yeah, all that's 12 calendar months. I know. Amazing. I, know, I saw that. It's wild. Right? I, that yeah. may never be broken ever again, no. right? Unless we go through some crazy pandemic. What Hopefully a great not, so. record to own, though. I, yeah. I, but you, now you know how much hockey they've played in the last two years. That it's yeah. just been so compressed for them. I, the exhaustion Absolutely. factor for Tampa must be high. Yep, yep. But they're so deep, though, Wally. Right? Like that's yeah, another thing. It's like they're so deep and balanced that you know a lot of these players. I know it's very physical, no matter how many minutes yeah. you're playing. But I mean, they're not really driving any particular line into the ground. They're pretty well balanced. So I bet you they're just as fresh right now as Montreal, and they're feeling just as good, chomping at the bit to get this game started. Because you know. You're one game away from getting a ring and having your name engraved in that Stanley Cup, and that's got to be an incredible feeling. All right, well, speaking of chomping at the bit, let's chomp at the bit and see. Although I think I know what you're going to say. Uh, what are your predictions for tonight's game? Brought to you by <laughs> sportsinteraction.com slash Wally and Mathot. Sports Interaction is Canada's odds maker. Log on to sportsinteraction.com slash Wally and Mathot to get in on the action today. Okay, man, I don't even know why we're asking, but I will. What yeah. is your prediction for tonight's game? Give me the score. Well, I had Tampa winning 4-2. Uh, they ended up winning 6-3. I was off, but I had yeah. Tampa. I've got them again, and I'm going to stick to 4-2. I don't, I don't see this being I'm, – I'm, I'm reluctant to go too high scoring. I would take the under only because it's an elimination game, almost very similar to a game seven. And generally speaking, in those games, they're pretty tight. Teams are tight. They're not giving up a whole lot uh, in their own end. So you got to think the score is going to be pretty low. Even a 3-1 sounds right, but I'm going to stick to 4-2. I feel like it'll hit at some point. And Tampa's just that deep that they're able to put that many back. Um, but, again, I can't stress this enough. I'd like to see Montreal win, but I really do think Tampa's got this. And I think it's going to be 4-2. Okay, I, I'm going to throw this out as another stat, and maybe it'll sway your score. So I will give you one option to change it. And that is Andre Vasilevsky, as we all know, has now gone – Four straight series with the series clinching game. He has posted a shutout. Yeah, now, it's impressive. Uh, five is the NHL record overall, not even in five straight. This would be an absolute record of epic proportions. Do right. we think Andre Vasilevsky, now I know you said 4-2, but I'm going to give you a chance. Do we think he can post a <laughs> shutout in tonight's game for the series clinching game? I mean, yeah, I have, it's, it's entirely possible, right? I can't discount that and the numbers don't lie. So it's, it's certainly up there and, uh, I still don't think it's. I still don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I really don't. I think Montreal is going to come on strong, especially in that first period. Those first ten minutes are going to be fast and furious. It's going to be pretty physical. You're going to see a desperate team. I mean, I got to think Montreal is going to pot at least one, and they're not shy to get into those dirty areas. Yeah. You know, even more so maybe than than the Islanders did. The Islanders defensively very similar as far as Montreal plays systemly, systematically wise, but. I really think that with Montreal, they're not shy to get right in front of your face, in front of your goaltender's face. You got to think they're going to get at least one dirty one. All right. Uh, give me the winning goal scorer. Uh, I had, who did I have last game? McDonough? I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? I'm going to go with Victor Edmund. 
I'm going to go with Victor Hadman. He's been, he's been terrific so far. I got to think he's going to come out hard. I was going to, now I got to switch it up because I was going to take Oh, did you have Hadman? Yeah, I was good. So, all right. So I'm going to go, it's a three nothing game. I think Vasilevsky will be so wired to get this shutout. It's going three nothing. Uh, (laughs) So I take the under and then I also, I got to pick. This seems like, and I don't know if he's, I'm going to guess Matthew Joseph. It's going to be a guy that, you know what, he's going to make a difference who's not a top-line guy. So Matthew oh, Joseph is my pick for tonight. Yeah, that's good. I actually don't mind that pick, and that reminded me. I, I meant to I mention this earlier. I think Montreal's making a change on their D, right? I think they're bringing in Romanov. Romanov, yeah. And they were bringing in uh, – who is the other defenseman? Oh, my God, I'm having a brain fart. But I think they were making some lineup changes. So Romanov, yeah. I could see – maybe having a night as well. I, I yeah. don't want to throw any predictions out there, but when you bring in fresh blood like that under like these extreme circumstances, players just tend to find that extra gear. Um, yeah. Those are guys to look out for, for sure. Yeah. I always wondered if there's a little bit of momentum switch uh, and I know they're not big names. It's not like they're bringing, I don't know, some huge yeah. star back in the lineup, but is there yeah. enough to create? Because if that, if Romanoff goes out right away and makes a huge hit or makes a big play, I think you're going to start to feel that, right? Yeah, for sure you will, for sure. And that's the difference at this point, right? When you've made it this far, you've been playing such a very consistent type of game, and then you bring a new a new face or some fresh yeah. blood, and they lay a couple hits or maybe provide some good scoring opportunities for your team. It just kind of reinvigorates everybody. It gives you that extra boost. We all thought that Ducharme was going to bring that in for them last game. Things went downhill pretty quickly, which reinforces, Wally, the point that (laughs) I made with regards to players versus coaches and the coach's effectiveness or presence behind the bench. And Barry even touched on it, right? NHL players already know what they're doing for the most part, right? Like, you don't really have to hold their hand very much like you would a junior hockey player. They know what their job is. And even when you make a mistake out there, generally speaking, you don't need to get slapped on the back when you get off the ice. You already know what you did wrong. So for me, it's not about the coaching staff. It's more about the players and bringing in those fresh faces. Hopefully it might give them a little bit of a boost. Well, Meth and I both have the Tampa Bay Lightning sweeping this series and winning the Stanley Cup back-to-back. Uh, I think the ninth team to do that uh, in I don't know how many years to, to win back-to-back games, <laughs> if, if not ever. Uh, now, uh, go log on to sportsinteraction.com slash volume of thought and make your picks. Sportsinteraction.com is Canada's odds maker. All right, uh, Wham Live is powered by Barhaven Ford. Barhaven Ford recently introduced its all-star lineup of custom builds. It's the Barhaven Ford Customs. Barhaven Ford has brought Roush-inspired custom F-150s, Rangers, and Mustangs to the nation's capital. At Barhaven Ford, they build the truck or Mustang the way you want it, customizing each truck to fit your individual needs. Visit barhavenford.com slash bfccustoms or go see them at 555 Dealership Drive in Barhaven. All right, now for one of our favorite features with one of our favorite people, Matt, it's from Russia, with Sokolov, presented by Faces Magazine, who just released their July issue featuring Nick Paul and, of course, Tom Green. Uh, go to facesmag.ca and check it out. Hey, guys. Back with Igor Sokolov here, and I uh, just wanted to show you you know, pretty, pretty spot in my, in my city, in Ekaterinburg. You know, that's where, uh, you know, in the beautiful evenings, you want to go out and walk and you know, enjoy time with your friends and family. You know, we got, it's like a downtown, basically. You know, big buildings everywhere. And uh, I think it's, it's a beautiful spot here. And yeah, just, you know, 
Hey guys, just wanted to show you another part of my city. It's, uh, you know, it's the first president of uh, Russia and he was from my hometown. It's um, obviously it's his building, I guess, like they built it. It's in downtown as well. And uh, yeah, I think it's really pretty cool to show you guys you know, where it's at and it's pretty round. Nice hotel and stuff. If you ever come to Ekaterinburg, you should, uh, you know, stay at that hotel. It's probably pretty expensive, but I think it's worth it and it's pretty. So yeah, yeah, that's another another part of my city. Yeah, guys, just want to say thank you for all your support, all the words on Twitter. You know, I read all the stuff, and uh, you know, I hope you guys stay healthy and safe, and you know, hope to see you guys soon. Ah. Love that guy. He just does. He, I I can't get enough of him, and I I can't wait for him to get back into Ottawa training camp. We get a chance to <laughs> yeah, see him good. in person. We we clearly got to take him out for a beer or something at some point. Um, welcome back to the show, Craig. Uh, lots going on in today's show. I I don't know what it's been like in the chat, but uh, good to see you. Yeah, it's been good. You know what? I, everything seems to be working. So let's not <laughs> kick any wires or unplug anything here. But we seem uh, to we we did the we did a live interview, boys. Great job on that. We rolled uh, the Sokolov thing, so things yeah. are going good. I think I'm feeling confident that we're we're on our way here. So that's good news. Yeah, no, good good work today, there, boys. And uh, that Sokolov one, a lot of fun. The chat was digging that one. So shout yeah. out to everybody who checked that one out. We'll post it on uh, social and stuff a little bit later, so everybody else can check it out. But for now, uh, thanks for joining us live uh, and catching it first time around. Yeah. I, anyway, I, I I know we have more things planned. For, hopefully, with Igor and and from Russia and from wherever else he lands. So. Um, I, we have skipped it over, and so maybe now is a good time to talk about. Uh, we had a little golf tournament on Friday at uh, at Equinel. Yes. Uh, so it's it was the I think it's called now the O Town Show. It it somehow has its own name for crying oh my out. God, loud. that's good. Um, Ian Mendez and Sean Simpson took on us. We had to avenge our earlier loss after uh, missing our putts on eighteen. Meth, how'd we do? I thought we did well, did we not? I mean, and, and you know, given the circumstances that we hadn't really been playing very much, that was my second round this year, but I felt much better. Drives were in play. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I think, I, think, I think we were playing to our ability finally, and we got a more outright win. I think it was a more convincing win, which is nice. Gives us the clear-cut edge at this point. Because what, what did we end up winning? We were up like four by the end of it, right? Like, yeah, overall, like we didn't have to finish the last couple of holes, but we won the last, I think we up five holes overall. Yeah, but they were good sports. I don't want to bore everybody with our round of golf, but it was, it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. And I think we're going to be looking for a tiebreaker here at some point. What'd you guys call it the other day? You made fun of me because I didn't match. understand the term. The yeah, rubber you called it rubber. Yeah. And I'm like, what is a rubber that. match? <laughs> Do I even want to know what a rubber match is? But anyway, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, but we had a good time. It was fun. And um, again, they're, they're great sports, good guys to play against and, and or rather play with. Uh, we all carded. I know I was really firm on my uh, <laughs> on my advocation for walking a golf course, but um, you know, Equinel did a great job at setting us up with some personalized carts. It was first class. Course was in magnificent condition. So shout out to them for hooking us up for that day. Uh, it was a blast. It, it got serious. We're like, so I show up and I get my pull cart out. And all of a sudden, you come around, put it back. We've all got our own carts. We all have yeah. our names on the <laughs> cards. And, oh, and, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, boy. I was going to say, it felt like right from the first tee, it felt serious. And then I think it was like the second or third hole. And you're like, 
I want to crush these guys. I'm like, have you not watched my golf game? I don't know that that's plausible. <laughs> well, it got, it got a little controversial because we were, I think we yeah. were still kind of going back and forth on that front nine and we were towards like whole seven or eight and Mendez hits this like 20 foot putt, but like smacks the, the flagpole because under COVID rules, yeah. you're not supposed to pull the poles out. Right. So if it hits the pole, it counts as a made putt. But the ball had redirected off the pole and like skid down the hill another 20 feet away from the hole. But Ian and Simmer insisted that it was a good putt. So you and I had to bite the bullet, bite the pill, and just be like, okay, fine, we'll give it to you. And I think that yep. really fired me up, Wally. That you that you, you gave know, it to them. Well, you like I rules. Was, yeah, you like I mean, rules. Well, because I because silent. I don't want it. Well, because I don't want to take it from them. If we yeah. if we take that from them. It can, it can get used against us like in those last holes that we played. So I wanted to be a good sport. I think we made the right call and some good car karma came our way, right? So yeah, it worked out. Now, hey, so Craig, here's the best part. Yeah. Show up. I got all my gear ready. I washed my clubs. Like I am, I went and bought a hundred dollars worth of golf balls. Everything is, I even marked them. So in case there was any controversy, I had my, all my balls were marked. Okay. Yeah. Get, get to the first tee, Meth. Got any balls? That's no golf. Because yeah. I haven't yeah. played yet. I haven't gone out. I mean, I'm busy, Wally. Three holes later, got any tees. I'm like, holy lifting. Are you prepared for this? <laughs> shirt, shirt game looked nice, though. Yeah, that was new, uh, yeah, that was the salmon. My mother-in-law bought me that shirt. So uh, <laughs> that was a, a birthday gift from June 21st from my mother-in-law. Shout out to uh, Miriam. Very nice. Thank you very much. I oh, think okay, hold on. Yeah, oh. go ahead, Brent. I was going to say, we can show perhaps a shot of the day, Matt. Yeah, that's uh, what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, can we, so can I, we tee that up? So I recorded oh, basically this. Ah, see? Look at the work I it, did today. You know, and, and, and it doesn't do it justice here because you don't really see the distance. That makes it look very short. But there was a good 30 feet there. Look at the celebratory walk. I love oh, a yeah. lot of things about this video. Yeah. <laughs> and then a little slow-mo here, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got, we got Shad Ian walking, don't worry. So this is a little slow-mo of you chipping it in. Oh, and then look at a, how sad a... Mendez is. His shoulders couldn't be lower. <laughs> got, he's built like a doorstop in this. Defeated. I love it. He's defeated. It. That's how yeah, I knew. Yeah. When, as soon as I saw that one, I was like, it's done. Yeah. The boy's got it. Well, Ian, yeah. look how dejected Ian looks. I, I love it. That's on seven. And I, no, that's on eight. And I think that we're still kind of even. And then we go to nine. No, this we go to eight. That, was seven. that, was, that seven. was seven. That was seven. So Simmer yeah. then comes right back on eight with the perhaps best shot that they had all day here. Look at Alex this, queuing this, this up. Jeez, we're on fire today, boys. We're killing this is like, today. is this 20, 30 feet? Boom. That's a good, great putt. Great putt. Now look at this summer. awkwardness. Yeah. Oh, oh, just a bunch of <laughs> But can, <laughs> can I just get some props for my video shots? That's yeah, they're yeah, not bad. Good. Look at this one here where you, you get the flag and then pan oh, out yeah. quickly and freak out, but he misses it, so it's fine. <laughs> Didn't, he didn't ruin the shot or anything, so it was all good. Uh, yeah, uh, anyway, great job. Uh, I think that the rubber match, the third game in this one, Meth, uh, uh, we we should probably try and cover that one a little more. Maybe this is the one, right? Like this is the championship one. You each each won one, so let's find this one out. So we'll we'll, we'll yeah. work on a schedule, but I think that's something we can get done over the summer. Sounds but good. Sounds training good. training begins tomorrow. Yeah, training begins tomorrow, boys. We'll all have sessions with Kevin Haim. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. That's what they do, right? That's right. Oh, come on. Anyway. Got to bounce, bounce up the playing field here. Anyways, we nice will... job, boys. You've uh, reclaimed uh, the pride of Wham. We, we're, we're not, <laughs> one and one, so we'll take the, the trophy uh, down the line here. So.
Yeah, we didn't want you Good. to be embarrassed of us. So yeah. Oh, I was at home. So <laughs> I was at home editing the show and posting Friday's show. So no, you guys got you guys got to enjoy some beautiful weather and a big win. So yeah, you did you did you did us proud. So I was happy about that. Nice work, guys. Um, yeah. So hey, you know, we got a couple things to give away. We're gonna get to some uh, some questions here shortly. But before we do, we're gonna give away a few things first. Um, from our last show. So we, we had Wade Redden on the last show. It was excellent. Uh, big fan of that one. Uh, and we were giving away a uh, gift card, $50 gift card to Napoli's Cafe in Stittsville. If you're a big fan of Italian food or food in general, it is an excellent place to go check out. Okay. Uh, so here, here's an opportunity to win $50, right, towards your delicious meal. Uh, so the question that we asked uh, was, who assisted Wade Redden's last regular season NHL goal? The answer was Yarmir Yager and Carl Soderberg. I imagine that was probably in Boston. Uh, so uh, congrats to at Shannon underscore reading. Shannon, keep an eye on your DMs because you just scored yourself a $50 gift card to Napoli's Cafe to get yourself some delicious, delicious food. They're open, by the way. So if you, if you mm -hmm. do want to go check them out, uh, I would add that to your to-do list shortly. Now, we have a, we have a new sponsor, Brett. Do we, how do we want to talk about How do we bring this one up? Oh, this is fantastic. This I is by Pizza cool. Forno. Yeah, yeah. So it's a 24-hour automated pizzeria. They have two locations in Ottawa. They basically make your pizza in three minutes. So it's guaranteed fresh ingredients, never frozen pizza. Uh, this is the location of so 33 Clarence Street and 1159 Bank Street. The prize, we're giving away five free pizzas. So we'll give you a coupon code. You can use it at one at a time or all together for five if you want to have a pizza party. Um, the menu is online at pizzaforno.com. Go check it out. Uh, it's kind of cool, and it just spits it out, and away you go with your your pizza. It's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When you said, "Hey, we got a new sponsor," and it's like pizza vending machine, I was like, "We we are on. We, this is on brand, I think at least." How how clutch would that have been? Oh, I mean, for guys boy. like me, at least back in the day when I was downtown oh. on the weekends, and you know, there's a lineup to get into like Dunn's or any diner when you could get a pizza in three minutes. Yeah. on the side of the I mean that's that's clutch so yeah. I will say big move big move <laughs> we should get some of these stuff, we should, huh? I'm gonna go get one of these pizzas at some point here take the trip <laughs> out see what it is because I mean anytime anything to avoid that McDonald's uh at oh yeah two in the morning too like if I can McDonald's get that place is like a it's well it's crazy you go in there and there's yeah, people, people fighting rolling <laughs> yeah. over the place. Yeah. remember the video that was gone that had gone viral where there's yeah. like this woman fighting a bunch of guys and ragdolling them and then there's like a raccoon lady yeah. in the background with a <laughs> like it's just like it was like on it was on world star i think on like uh, on instagram for a while anyway yeah, if you could avoid that McDonald's, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Now you can get now you can get pizza, so you're yeah, you're all exactly. welcome. Okay, there so uh, today's question is actually uh, it's a fun one, right? So the Sens are picking tenth overall in the upcoming draft. Uh, the question is, uh, who was the last player chosen tenth overall uh, to play one thousand NHL games? If Ooh. you know the answer to that question, or you have Google, you can head on over to Twitter and use the hashtag <laughs> Wally and Mathot, and be sure to tag at the pizza forno on twitter uh and you will be entered to win five free pizzas from pizza forno downtown nice. so it's two locations check them out pretty cool i like that one that's a good sponsor and a good yep. question too so lots of good things happening in this one mm. um so yeah you guys want to get into some fan questions here i've kind of I, I got some written down i'll go back in the chat here shortly sure. but uh, lots of good questions today um and you know what we were kind of just talking about the draft here um uh one thing i mean expansion drafts coming up and uh, so one, one way to look at it here is someone someone's asking, um, uh, who do you think Sa uh, Seattle might take? 
uh, from Ottawa oh, in the expansion. A little bit of an early, we're getting kind of the early things here. Cause I think long-term I'd like to get your full protection list. I think what would be fun too, is if you guys each drafted a team for Seattle. So I'd like to see kind of some of those things down the line, but if you just preliminary thoughts, which way do you think Seattle might go when it comes to the Ottawa senators and which player they might take? I think they're going to take tyranny. I really do. I think if, if you're Seattle, you're looking for some utility players that can, um, you know, fill different roles at any given point. A guy like Tierney would be perfect. Um, you know, is that in Ottawa's best interest? Maybe not, but for now, at least, I mean, again, ideally you'd shed some deals, maybe a guy like Dadunov, and that might be unpopular for some people, but I think that's a player that you need to get rid of at this point. I don't know that Seattle wants any part of that deal. So I think if you're looking at money and term, a guy like Tierney fits the bill. Interesting. I, the Dadunov thing's interesting to me only because if you've got to get to the cap floor or spend whatever, perhaps it helps fill that void and you do get a legitimate NHL 30 goal score, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think Ottawa is going to end up losing a minor league player. When, and I, by that, whether it's like Joey Decord or someone who's not on the NHL roster, I think it's oh. someone they're going to lose from Belleville. Yeah, Decord, Decord's an interesting pick, and I agree 100% with that. I think that's that's a player that has some serious upside and a nice little ceiling. So if you're Seattle, you're absolutely looking at a player like him. You got, I was just looking. You, sorry, you got to build your minor league system at some point, yep. and you're going to have yep. – so I, I, I just think that Ottawa has enough of those players that are on the fringe of NHL that they might get taken over. Either, either way, roster. yeah, either way we could all – I agree with you, Wally. And, and either way – um, I think Ottawa's just in a good position as far as, you know, they're not really too concerned. Most no. of their key guys, they're able to lock up. All the others, it's kind of just pick and choose which one you like and we'll move on. And I think that's the Ottawa Senators' position right now. Nice. Well, that, that one came to us from uh, Hot Lunch 4011. Uh, I'm going to go hook up a little lunch after this. But I got another question. This one is for tonight. This one comes from uh, Shane Little. And they're just asking about uh, Montreal uh, scratching Jesperi Kokshitniemi tonight. Yeah. You agree with that or what you guys think? Uh, yeah. What do you guys think about that move by Montreal? Tonight? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm indifferent. I, I, I mean, if they're looking for a little spark, I mean, you know, or maybe a little more scoring, I don't know that that's the right move. But then again, I'm not in the room and I'm not the coach. And yes. they've got a really good idea what the pulse is like in that room right now. And I'm sure there's a genuine reason for it. But a guy like him, you know, and he had he's had a tough go now for a couple games. I know he was – he was pretty good when they first insert him in the lineup there a couple rounds ago. But I think right now they're just desperate. They're, their backs are against the wall, and you're going to see some odd moves like that, just like they've done on defense. And it's just to change things up a little bit. They're going to shake up the lineup. Like, do we call it desperation? Is that is, is that where we're at? Or is it just – they're just trying to find something, right? And Which is and, – bo- yeah, yeah. Got to do something, so, right? You're down 3 nothing, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's not a really – I don't think it's a really big, impactful – deal so if they can bring someone in who creates a spark and because they're not getting it right they're not getting that one time that that spark plug i think gallagher's just beat up and he can't do everything on his own they they need someone to come in and just create havoc yeah, yeah. you know what that guy I didn't agree. exist i guess for them at third overall in that draft so anyways moving on <laughs> uh lots of good questions coming uh, in today uh brent here's one for you this one comes from uh, kevin jimena uh, if you were a, what what jersey number would you wear? We talk a lot about bad jersey numbers on the show and good jersey numbers. What, what would you, what was your jersey number or what would you pick? I was a goalie, so I had like twenty nine or thirty. But uh, I might take some. I'd probably take like twelve or nine. So when I 
a long time ago during the first NHL lockout, I should say like the 0405 season, the NA, the Ottawa Senators had the media come in for a three-day training camp. And it was phenomenal. They actually gave us all our own jerseys, put our names. Like, these are legit NHL jerseys. We got our own name, number. We got our locker stall. We got two sticks by Sherwood with our names on them. Like, it was legit. Um, and I had nine. So it's either nine or 12 for me. Okay, those are good ones. Um, okay, here's a here's another one that I just pulled from the chat here. Um, uh, he, uh, this comes from uh, Ninja High in the chat. He asks, uh, he says, not everyone is going to get better next year. Who is most likely to have a bad season? Who do you who are we predicting that maybe doesn't bounce back or uh, doesn't repeat a playoff appearance? Like like uh, Turnier mentioned Dallas, for example. Like they took a yeah. step back this year. Is there a team that's coming up that, that maybe you're not feeling? The love Dallas for? is. Yeah, Dallas is a tough comparison because they actually went through some serious stuff throughout the year with COVID yeah. and 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 yeah. the storms that hit through um, that devastated some of the areas there. And so that was sort of a an anomaly, if you ask me. But but uh, I agree completely with the statement as far as any given team that you think might be in the play playoff next year can entirely be out of it. And I think Montreal is a good example of a team that potentially may not even make the postseason next year. Can't believe I'm saying that, but really, I I mean. At this point, when you look at the makeup of that lineup and how old they are and a lot of the veterans on that team, and they're going to have a short summer, they're going to be pretty banged up. Is yep. Carey Price going to be the same player next season? Is Shea Weber going to be the same player? Are all those defensemen? So those are little questions that I think need to be answered, but we won't know for sure until the season starts. But I, I certainly think that Ottawa, has a, they have a good opportunity to get in there, to kind of sneak into that back door, into that eight spot, maybe even a seven spot. But again... Andre made a really good point, and you just mentioned it, Craig. The, the, with the parity around the NHL right now, any team, literally any team in that Eastern Conference, can make it or break it. So uh, we won't know for sure until you're about 10 or 12 games in next season. Well, I was going to say, like, you could take – and Toronto's going to have to do something. They've got to make – they've got to do something to mix up that lineup or shake it up. And it, uh, we don't know that Freddie Anderson's back in goal. I, I think that there, yeah. there's some issues in Toronto. So even Toronto – I know they're a pretty good hockey team, but Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, you can't be sure that those three teams, along with Montreal, are like all of them could be out one. You know what I mean? They're yeah. you talk about parody. It's everywhere. Yeah. And, and to your point, with regards to Toronto, though, I mean, I don't fall into that whole knee jerk reaction club right now. I'm not in that. Like they just finished first in the North, they choked. They did. That's it. That same group can take you to the final if things no. just click a little bit better. They can't. Look, I get it. You want to shuffle some things up, but your role players, this isn't a situation where, well, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews don't have a good supporting cast. That's that's all BS. Their supporting cast carried them into the playoffs. And, they, and, and excuse me, uh, not necessarily carried them into it, but they were performing in that first round. Like guys like Spezza, all the players on those bottom lines, they were contributing. It's your top players. So if your top players are the issue right now, well, you're not going to move Marner. He's a he's a he's a top ten NHL player, arguably in the NHL at least as it stands right now. And with him and Matthews, I mean, what are you going to do? And and Tavares goes out. He get he goes down in that first round as well. That shakes yeah. up your whole team. That sets you up for failure. I, I just I'd love nothing. To, I'd love nothing more than to crap all over that team right now just for fun because I just I can't stand the fan base when they filled up our building in Ottawa. It drove me nuts. But <laughs> But but it's a they're a legitimate team and they've proven they, that no question. all year. But something's not right with that team in the postseason. So you've yeah. got to find you can move 
William Nylander, whatever it is, you can move a piece oh, to bring back there. in something else they, to find yeah. that missing element, right? And their goaltending, you had Jack Campbell was the one that was taking you down that road. Is yeah, he a number one goalie? There's I those think, issues. Yeah, and sorry, well, I keep jumping yeah. over you because I no, want because no. you made a good point. I didn't want to lose it. The point about William uh, Nylander, like for me, that's a guy that you can you could use right now as trade bait. I really believe that. People will probably hate me for saying that. I'm sure a no. lot of the Toronto fanboys are going to come after me for saying that. I don't care. I don't think he's an effective player in the postseason. I just don't. I know he was pretty good this year, yeah. but he's not a kind of guy that imposes his will and takes control of the game. He's got a good cap hit. A lot of money right there that you could that you could shed. So for me, if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you're Kyle Dubas, that's the kind of guy that you could use as a piece to bring in a player like a Josh Anderson type, which, by the way, I understand are far and few out there. They're not sure. exactly available all across the NHL. But if you could bring in a power forward like that that can still play and isn't over the hill, that's the kind of guy that I'm looking at right now. Like my argument to that is, remember the New York Rangers in like the 90s or even in the 2000s? They would just load up yeah. on all this talent. But it didn't yeah. make it because they didn't have the right mix. So you can have agree. all these world-class players, and I think they're all world-class, but you've got to move yeah. something to find yeah. that right mix of a team. And that's, and that's, that's all I'm trying to say. And that's, and that's comfort for Ottawa right now because if you look at the makeup of our forward group with the Ottawa Senators, they're so well-balanced between yeah. having some grit, role players. They're on the right path. So if you're an Ottawa Senator fan, I love how we just segued Ottawa again, but they're just <laughs> – it's, it's, it's perfect. It, this is a perfect opportunity to look at your team as a fan base and think, okay, we're actually heading in the right direction here. We don't yeah. need to panic. Look at Toronto. They just, they just dusted the entire North division all year. Now all of a sudden they lose out in that first round and they're brutal. So again, the narrative can change very quickly, but if you're Ottawa, you can take comfort in knowing that they're heading in the right direction. That was like the perfect segment because we got to crap on uh, Toronto and Montreal and bring it all back around to how Ottawa's going to be good. I was like, that's, we can't, we can't write that better than that. So great questions there. I, I we're going to do one more because I wanted to end on a positive one, even though that kind of ended positively. And uh, this one comes from land of such beauty. He's asking um, which, which Senator or Senator do you guys think could take a big step forward next year? Like, is there a guy that might come out of the blue and I'm not suggesting Josh Norris came out of the blue, but he kind of came out of the blue and solved some center problems for them. Is there a prospect or a player or somebody you think might come in next year and, uh, maybe find and secure themselves a role? I'll, I'll let Wally think about it. I'm going to start. Um, I, he didn't. I think by the end of the year with Nick Paul, Nick Paul's my name right now that I'm going to go with only because I also got to cover him a lot at the Worlds. Connor Brown, I could just mention his name, yeah. but we already know what he's able to he do. He did that already. I, I am concerned. I, I I mean, I love Brownie. I, I love him as a player. I don't know if he's going to get 20-plus goals again next year. He may. I hope he does. But I'm looking at Nick Paul right now only because I'm not relying on him to get a lot of points. I just love the role that he fills with that power forward mentality He's physical. He's a guy that can play and produce for you in the postseason. Those are the kind of guys that I'm looking at that perhaps a team like Toronto needs. A player like Nick Paul. He's taken huge steps forward in his game. The confidence, the confidence that I'm seeing him display now uh, with the way he's been holding the puck and controlling the middle of the ice with puck possession has been a big step forward for him. I love the path that he's had, a long, arduous path to get to where he's at now. He's paid his dues. Uh, I'm, I've turned into a big Nick Paul fan. I'm rooting for him. Right, who do you got? Interesting. So it's either going to be guys that who didn't 
we didn't see a lot of, so we're going to get yeah. a chance to like Alex Formanton or Shane Pinto, one of those. But yep. if it's going to be a guy on the roster that we want to see what's going to happen, I'm curious what's next for Artem Zub. And I know everybody's uh, going to get excited to hear the name. Uh, the chat's my get point, excited. Right? But my <laughs> point is we saw something. Can we see more? Can we see the guy that now takes the next step? I'm curious of what that is. And I, I think he can do it. And I think he's a legit top four. I want to yeah. see how good that that guy can be. He's yeah, got you don't... size. He's got strength. He's, yeah. he's fearless in a way that he doesn't seem overly bothered by anything. I think he's got a right mix uh, of, I guess, talent and mindset. Who do you yeah, think he, with the, who do you think sorry, he plays with? So, yeah, I was just going to say, who do you think he plays with next year? Who's his defense It depends partner? what they do. It depends yeah, what they yeah. do at free agency, right? Right now, there's a spot available there on that second pairing with him, assuming mm -hmm. he does not play with Thomas Shabbat and they keep Zaitsev with Shabby. There's an opportunity there to bring somebody in that can log big minutes, and that gives you a really solid top four. I would love to see that. I think that position needs to be addressed just as just as just as much as the forward group does as far as going after a top two center. Yeah. Uh, but, but to Wally's point with Artem Zub, I don't know that his game needs to change very much. Of course, like you guys, I'd love to see everybody get better, and include, that includes Zub. But to me, he already plays a fairly flawless game, and that's the kind of guy that I think you will not see change very much, but you won't see him, more importantly, regress a whole lot because he plays such a predictable style of hockey. Mixed with that predictable style, he's really sneaky good with the puck in his own end. That's an, that's an element to his game that I don't think has gotten enough love. Maybe it has. But I just think not only is he very good positionally sound defenseman, but he's actually very good uh, at evading four checkers and making really good first passes. If he can continue his play, I think the coaching staff will have a ball with that and there won't be any concerns. He's a low maintenance player that can, that can eat up big minutes and provide a little offense. I think to, to Wally's point as well, I think that's what Wally was referring to. Maybe he takes a little bit more of a step forward offensively, but at his age, I just don't see it happening. I do have a question for both of you. Uh, I'm going to just go off script here for a second. I put this out on Twitter today because today is July 5th. And for Sens fans, it's not a great day knowing that's Daniel Alfredson signed with the Detroit Red Wings on July 5th, 2013. But I'm trying to now make it a positive, And that is, so I put out a Twitter poll question today of should Daniel Alfredson be in the Hockey Hall of Fame? And I know that we're a Sens focused. I, my Twitter followers are a lot of Sens fans and whatnot, but I'm like, this is a guy that I don't understand. He was the 75th player in NHL history to record 1,000 points. He played over 1,000 games. And he played 14 times and represented Sweden at, uh, in the international level. He won an Olympic yeah. gold. Like, what more does he have to do to get into the Hall of Fame? And I know he, he's won a Calder. He won a King Clancy. He won the Marc Messier, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, like, what's – I know he didn't win a Stanley Cup. But for the love of God, that can't be the only reason to get in to the Hockey Hall of Fame, not the NHL Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, part of that, it's simple. He's been he played in a smaller market. Sure. I hate to say it. Uh, that's got to be I, a part of it, for sure. Uh, you don't get the same notoriety playing in a smaller market. But the numbers, like you just mentioned, Wally, the numbers back it. And I think it's a matter of time more than anything else. And the same can be said for a player like Patrick Marlowe. That's another comparison. I know he played a lot more games. But a guy who has managed to put up really good numbers, uh, never really won any, like never really won any cups, but 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 a really good mentor for a lot of players, a significant a significant hockey player at the NHL level. So there there are a lot of comparables like that out there. 
And there's arguments to be made on both sides. I'm a huge fan. You're a huge fan. Craig's a huge fan. We all want him in the in the hall. I just it just depends how all these guys vote. Okay, I want to know then. I just this is the serious question. Tell me the one reason why he isn't in the Hall of Fame. If you were, voting. I don't know. I you don't want me to do, has you a, want me to do it. Hasn't has <laughs> yeah. has won a Stanley Cup. I guess would that be the argument? I, I don't know. I mean, that's the one people would go to. But I th- honestly like. I think he'll go in. I just don't think it'll be yet. Like what? Exactly. Like what's what's the point? What's of, la- okay. But, well, Brent, hold on. I think I think the side that we're missing here is like, what's the point of inducting this guy into the Hall of Fame if he's not even welcome in the building half the time, right? Like, what are we doing? Like, what what's the point of that? So until something like that gets resolved, like I'm not in a rush to. He's around. Like we'll do it when it's time. Like I think everyone agrees that he has the credentials to do it. But if the organization he did it with is it necessarily in the mood to support that? Like that's, listen, and that's their right. I'm not here to say yes or no. I don't know. I don't know everything about everything. My point is just like, if it can't be celebrated to the degree in which it needs to be, then we should just wait. That was, that's my take on it. But I guess it's up to the player though too, right? Like I think he has, I think he can have some say in on that as well. I just don't think the organization should have any say in the hockey hall of fame because it's completely separate, but but I understand I don't think your that's point. What Craig is, yeah, Craig is saying, like, you know, what's the rush well, until at least he's Sen- on good terms? The Sens never get behind Alfie or anybody else to promote a video to say, hey, he should be voted in the Hall of Fame, right? That We see lots of other teams do that. I can, tell you, first, I can tell you firsthand that they don't do that, if you'd like. <laughs> right? So it, it's it's just it, – everyone knows, like, there's a dark cloud there. And, I mean, yeah. it's, it's not anything – like, we can talk about it, but, I mean, there's no real resolution around the corner coming up. Yeah. Uh, there are two sides that don't necessarily get along. It's too bad. Uh, I'd love to see him in the Hall of Fame. I'd love to see him at games again. If that's not on the agenda, it's like, okay, well, let's, instead of focusing on something we can't fix or isn't on the agenda to get fixed here, like, let's, what can we talk about that's good, which is all these young players we can get excited about and those things. So there'll be a time for Alfie, and I think it's going to be sooner rather than later, but I just hope we do it right. Because what's the point of rushing to get all this done if it's just like, what is it going to be, a tweet that goes out? Like, that dude should be at center ice. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, so anyways, that's yeah. my, that's my take on it. I understand like there's obviously some, some issues that need to get ironed out there. I hope they figure it out, but I'm like, like a lot of things, I'm not waiting for it. Like Alfie yeah. will go in when it's time. And I guess it's just not time yet. We should make an Alfie for the hall t-shirt sometime and put on our website. Uh, we do have though, some t-shirts you can buy there, but they're Wally Mathot t-shirts. Uh, go to www.wallymathot.com and you can order t-shirts and mugs there if you want. Uh, if you like our content, Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I hope you enjoyed today's show, guys. Uh, I, great show by both of you. I thought uh, for all the stuff that's happening and goes on behind the scenes, you guys were awesome. Um, and as always, that's the Wall and the Thought Show, powered by Barhaven Ford. Time for us to drive on out of here. We'll see you Friday. Awesome. See you, boys. See you, guys.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 